City, City Limits. Limits. Brought to us by the People's Community. Hi, I'm Aaron Pedersen. Every you're... Wednesday at 9am. City Limits is Melbourne's only hour devoted to our urban environment. To transport and planning and housing issues. To privatisations and our utility services. To building and or maintaining a sense of community. 855 on the AM band, if we can hear it through the noise and find it through the smog. City City Limits. Okay, the acres of tar and cement and... um and pressing the button to make sure we got on air was Meg Kimber. Good morning. Eugenia Zubchenko is over there. So Hello. John, John McPherson, which Hello. means it's the first Wednesday of the month. I'm Kevin Healy. It means it's transport day, so we'll be talking transport later in the program. John, with you? Yep. About 27 past or so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't, don't, give, don't commit yourself too early, Kevin. A couple of minutes past your uh, going to complete shakes stage. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. That's right. Uh, but a week when... Um, I'm, 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 well, yeah. I'm getting used to your wily ways. Ah, are you? Well, look, I'll, I'll pour some tea while those... Of okay, that'll... Of course, the which side are you on theme reminds us that yesterday was May Day, and I guess we were all absorbed by the... Page after page of coverage of the workers' great day in the media, uh, you know, it was, I think it was over the top compared to say the controlled coverage last week for Anzac Day, for instance. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, no, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, there's lots of uh, um, images of things burning when I googled May Day this morning. Well, there, yes. Oh, yes, the no, French right. Just, right. Yes, well, President Macron is in our country. Well, he's in Sydney. <laughs> no, I don't think he's going anywhere else. Um, and uh, he's out of he's out of Paris while while, while the um, the streets are burning in Paris, yeah. Yes. Because he's wanting to tell those workers you can't have all those um, trains. No, you can't have, <laughs> they can have the trains, but they just don't get paid enough to run them. No, that's, that's right. That's, that's right. Well, problem, yeah. Actually, what it is about over there is a campaign against the uh, railway or the workers in yeah. the railway system. Yeah, so, they're, the, yeah. they're the main topical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're, um, they're they've had very good they have had very good conditions for a very long time. And um, as part of modernising France, Macron thinks that people should... Um have worse conditions. Yeah, have worse <laughs> conditions. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I couldn't think of There is no other way to put it. Have worse conditions. Yeah, that's right. Well said. Uh, now let's Thank do you. it. You stop me. Um. Let's have our normal coverage of the wonderful Herald Sun coverage this week. Their big one this week has been foreign criminals, and they, and they started out on Friday all over the front page. Foreign crims free pass. Eight killers. Seventeen sex creeps. Thirty-three drug dealers. Sixty-six thugs. Twenty-three armed robbers. Nate Betrayed, tribunal saves brutes from deportation. Now, there we go. Uh, now, the tribunal actually looks at the facts and figures, but that, let's not let that get in the way. Um, and then Monday, they followed up exclusive blood on its hands, family's heartbreak after killer let loose. So they go off again. Uh, the tribunal has since pointed out in that case that uh, at no point was the... Um, was the was the character of the person involved in it. It was just about a visa situation at the time, but let's not go into that either. Uh, Peter Dutton says he's quite frustrated by it, poor man. He can't send all these people overseas, so that's the go. And just to follow up again, um, Wednesday last week, Anzac Day, the Herald Sun, a great, this is a great little story, a, a young... Um, a young um, North African of descent anyway, whether he was born here or not, I'm not sure, um, 
but he um, he was um, given a an, given a, uh, a set given a community corrections order mm-hmm. and not sent to jail. And the judge said the case was exceptional. She also said that he had no connection to the Apex gang that the Herald Sun loves to keep playing up. You know, the, yep, the claimants, yep. this gang of young black North African youth. Um, did the media actually invent that name? It's I think they did, yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, she, and she said it's quite clear from all the materials I've got before me today that you have continued on that path to reform to the highest level. I am satisfied the gains you have made mean you are not a danger to the community. And uh, there is there is no indication of, at all that Mr Marwin has any connection to Apex. So what's the headline in the Herald Sun? Judged fit to be free, exceptional Apex link gem yes. raider avoids jail. My God. And actually so, put it in the article that, that yes. the judge had said that. Yeah, no links, but it's in the headline, Apex linked. And there's two pictures of him just to show that he's definitely a black youth and not right. one, of, one of we white... Um, yeah. One of the white oh, yes, law-abiding yes. citizens, you see. So. Oh, they've got him with a tie on. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's one. Of, that's must have been a court, obviously. That's an accidental. Yeah. All barristers always tell oh. you to put on a tie when you go to court. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> women are told to wear a decent dress or something. Was um, Cardinal Pell wearing a tie? I don't think he was. Well, he mm. just got his collar out of his I neck. I think he had, yeah. Did he only yeah. have the collar on? Dog did collar. He? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. Not a noose, but a collar. He wasn't oh. looking. <laughs> he wasn't looking. He wasn't chest. looking. Yeah, didn't, didn't do him any no, favours. Anyway, well, he wasn't looking that that's, smart. We'll let the courts work that way. Stylish, was he? Leave that to the courts, I say. Um, <laughs> the um, and then the the Age ran a story which sort of is parallel to that in a sense. This week, Victorian jails bursting under Andrew's watch. Um, and this and the you know and the the story we, we mentioned last week about the new youth prison and it's been delayed by the fact they found all this rare flora and fauna and you know things are, and a, an ecology there that they're going to offset how it, yeah, how you offset yeah. ecologies we've got no idea. Um, you dig dig the little plants. Yeah, out but it, but move this them. is against figures. Despite all those headlines, it's against figures that show in the last several years the crime rate at all levels is going down in Victoria. Mm. Um, but they've fallen for the trick of saying we must have harsher sentences. Oh yes, to, mm. yes, yes. As they as they and then they, on. then they do what the Herald Sun dictates, and then the Herald Sun just criticises them some more. Yes. Poor old Polly's, they can't win. Well, they can't win. That's <laughs> right. No, so we had sad. one of those last week, didn't we? Where they oh, well, they they actually fell into it and said, okay, well, we'll agree that there should be community involved in sentencing, and then right. the, or the the entire bench on the criminal courts said, no, we're not going to cop that, quite rightly. Uh, and then the Herald Sun attacked the government for that failure, yeah, even yeah. though the government had agreed what the Herald Sun wanted in the first place. But yeah, anyway, yeah, it was yeah. the government's fault, yeah. the oh, judges thought, said yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not anyway. a very healthy relationship, is it? No, no, no. But here's another one, another headline in so the... Um, a little more gentle with the Liberal government, though. Don't <laughs> you worry about that. This is the Herald Sun. They would right. yes, yes. No, they're gonna, they'll be certainly supporting the government lead up to the election, you can oh, tell. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Well, they still, they just really can't forgive Victorians for voting the wrong way in the last election. <laughs> it's as simple as that. And we've got to learn. So brace yourselves, folks. If you think the Herald Sun's hysterical this early in the year, you wait till we get close <laughs> oh, to the election. <laughs> wait till October, November. Yeah. Boom. Um, now, there's a lovely story here on page 24 of the Herald Sun one day this week. I haven't got the head. What day was it? I can't tell you. Hang on. It was the last Sunday's paper. Well, Sunday. How to dress like a princess and photos of the <laughs> young woman who's going to marry um, that Harry. Harry, who gets around with a swastika. I wonder if he's going to wear the swastika at his wedding or not. 
Oh, anyway. it's probably yeah. got well hidden, don't worry. Yeah. yeah, maybe not. He thought it was a great joke wearing that swastika. Oh. Great mind. But anyway... Oh, a long um, time ago. Well, they, they're all, they're all inbred. They can't help it. Um, <laughs> and, of course, they just produced... His brothers just produced another one, another little mouth for the British taxpayer to feed. So... <laughs> There we go. Um, but anyway, um, I thought how to dress like a princess. Fire, like, he did come in a bit grumpy. Loves the royal family, though. <laughs> and fashion, I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought, I thought how to dress like a princess, there'd be one, two, three. You could have one, two, three in order. And I think it would be one, be filthy rich. Yeah, it helps. Two, be yeah. filthy rich. And three, be filthy rich. <laughs> what about and taste, be it. Kevin? What about having some taste? <laughs> well, taste and style. I haven't, I haven't really noticed that much. But the, other, the other headline in the same day was a feature thing, a couple of pages of interview, etc., discussion. <laughs> the royal couple are riding a wave of public approval for the big day. The headline is The People's Wedding. And I thought, well, it, <laughs> paid for by the people, it means, right? I thought again, you know, this this oh. is probably in many ways true because the people are going to pay for the bloody thing. <laughs> Do they well, get the an British invitation? Yes, that's it. right. The people yeah. will pay for it, so yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's a people's wedding. They well, won't the, get much well, out the Brits seem sufficiently dotty about the whole thing not to mind. Oh, that's right. What Some newspaper of those um, was that headline from, Kevin? Oh, that was the Herald Sun. Mm, <laughs> where, where else? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, where not, else? They're not going to get many of the people into that little chapel at Windsor. <laughs> no, but they'll get the ones they want. <laughs> um, but and on a, another note about filthy rich, I mean, it, it seems to me to be extraordinary. Um, reclining nude, a moderately arny painting, mm. um, which was painted in 1970. I don't know what he got for it, but probably not a lot of money at the time. Uh, it's being auctioned at Sotheby's, and they're predicting it will, it will get a, just on 200 million Australian dollars for mm-hmm. one painting. I mean, wow. that's mm. obscene, isn't it? It's interesting, though, isn't it, that um, the artist, like the secondary art market means that mm. the artist, I think, gets nothing, mm. if mm. I'm correct, and, mm. but the person who bought it uh, gets everything mm-hmm. it's a it's an interesting market like it that is. you can yeah. that the person can get, have this piece of art and then sell it for well, millions don't, of dollars yeah. artists don't yeah. tend to make a lot of money while they're alive no <laughs> and they don't make much art after they're dead either. And they're not they're not <laughs> well supported <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's interesting that dynamic isn't it it's like once you can't have any more then it becomes <laughs> valuable yeah. Yeah. well it's a bit like yeah. that yeah the car side did alright but he just dashed off all those scribbles about doves you know yeah, five thousands well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, some of them did. Darley's did all right too. Yeah, Darley did all right. Yeah, 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 yeah he played. Yeah, the, he played. Yeah. He played the publicity played the game. Celebrity yeah. game. Yeah. 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 Um, Ken Loach, the well-known and wonderful British film yes, director, yes. who's getting very old now, poor old Ken, but he, he's filmed like this time last year or around about this time last year. He's, um, I, Daniel Blake, came out. It was a wonderful film. Did people see it? No. no, no. It was an expose of the British social security system, but it oh. was a magnificent yeah. film. Um, he um, he got an honorary doctorate from mm. the L, from the ULB University in Brussels, um, but the the Prime Minister Charles Michel and the Jewish community have attacked it because Loach is a, a well known supporter of the Palestinian cause. Yeah, um, he and um, Michel 
um, said in the Brussels Grand Synagogue that anti-Semitism cannot be tolerated, whatever its form. That also goes for my old, old alma mater because he went to the university. Um, oh. But Loach said, depicting me as anti-Semitic simply because I'm adding my voice to those who denounce the plight of the Palestinians is grotesque. Well, he's, it well, he's, totally, yeah. he's totally right. And the, I mean, a large section of the Jewish community pro-Palestinian as well. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. yeah, um, yeah. So they're being dismissed too. Well, they're, mean, they're, 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 yeah. Mm. I mean, so it's, so it's becoming, unless you're of a you know, quite right-wing um, faction of the Jewish community, you're now being seen as anti-Semitic. Now, that, that is yeah. just insane. Well, there are quite large protests in Israel itself at the yes. moment about the Friday murders they're doing on the Palestinians yeah, at yeah. the yeah. defence. Yeah. Extraordinary uh, just following up last but, but, week. But it, yeah. it, it's just, there is just this drumbeat at the moment of this, you know, if, if you're pro-Palestinian, that means you're anti, anti-Semitic. Mm. There seems to be no mm. space for some sort of basic humanism and all of that, is there? No. I, I mean, I'm not just, you know... And, of course, they're all Semites anyway, which is interesting. Well, yeah. well but that's yes, another you, question. If you, the, uh, if you put the two populations side by side, you'd have a, l- yeah. a lot of trouble telling the difference. I can call many, many if years ago say. now, in the early days of the Vietnam War, we had a what was called a think tank or something. We went for a weekend up in the Dandenongs, a number of people, a number mm-hmm. of anti-war people. And two people there, um, Sam Goldblum and um, I can't think of his name. He died a few years ago. Um, but two... Um, anti-war activists who were uh, both Jewish. On the Sunday morning, we were sitting on the veranda in this place, and they, you know, people don't do it much now, but people used to tie knots in the edge of their handkerchief and wear it. Oh and, yes, yes. And it looked like an Arab headdress. And they were both sitting on the veranda, and it struck me at that mm, moment that mm. they, they, you know, they just looked like a couple of Arab blokes sitting there. And they, they could have been. I mean, they, they could have been sheiks. They so were great. They were great comrades. And, was that um, a symbol of um, of an anti-war stance? The tying the knot? No, no, it was just people did it. Oh, just style. Fashion. Fashion. Yeah, back to fashion. Yeah, that's Ooh, right. right. It was back something. To fashion. Happened. If you went to the beach, you, you took. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, yeah. you did, did the handkerchief thing to cover your ball. Now, our dear friend um, Jennifer Westacott um, from the Business Council of Australia, oh, yes. <laughs> Jennifer has ruled, um, she says, look, it's ridiculous to um, company tax cuts have to be, well, we have to have them. But also banks have to get them as well. So let's just go with <laughs> let's, that. Let's just, there's um, no more argument, yeah. folks. But she's been a bit upset because um, uh, at, the, at the inquiry, at the government inquiry looking at um, the honest, the sincerity of business about handing tax cuts to, uh, to you know, going, letting it flow through to jobs, et cetera, oh, and yeah. investment. Oh, this is the, what, Senate, um, Senate committee, is it? Yeah, there was a document, um, yeah, it's to convince these other two people, but the... The, there was a document of the BCA, the mm. Business Council itself had, which was going to say that they, you know, all these things they're going to do, including they guaranteed they would all pay the tax they had to pay. Now, this last bit upset a few of the members, you know, having, to, having to say, well, actually pay tax. Yes, it would. Um, <laughs> so that bit was watered down quite, quite severely. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, the whole document and the watering down's been leaked. <laughs> um, Qantas, Fortis, QBHP, etc. Yeah. And Jennifer says it makes no difference. Um, you know, it, it doesn't change the fact, it doesn't diminish our continued commitment to trying to work on a compact but about how long we That's right. Yeah, their word but, is their bond. But she's really upset. <laughs> and she's so upset the about the leak. He works on the handshake. 
Well, that's right. That's how it ought to work, John. But um, this, uh, like what she's upset about is not that uh, they didn't they didn't commit themselves to paying tax because, for God's sake, why would you? Um, but she's upset. What they've done is launch an inquiry into who leaked the bloody thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very straight. <laughs> Let's get to the bottom of the real issues That's here. Right. Peter Dutton will supply a team. <laughs> Peter Dutton will use his facial recognition technology to find hey, it. Hey, yeah. Mm. Who let this thing loose? That's funny. Right. Um, uh, Can't just, you imagine? <laughs> we all have to line up on a certain date and mm, present God. our little face to the, yeah. uh, to the, to the camera. Um, We've been mentioning the, um, uh, the fact that the Finn Review has for you know, months and months and months and going overboard... Uh, almost every day, headlines supporting the need for a tax cut. And two editorial headlines this week, I think, catch it beautifully in terms of uh, in the wake of the whole inquiry, uh, bank inquiry. No link from bank shocks to tax reform. No need to read on there. No link from bank shocks to tax reform. And I, can, I can hear them pa- thumping their tiny hand as they went for this. Gin and tonic. Yes, yes. And then this one last Friday, less spending, less tax is the only way forward. So you right. less tax, but you spend right. less. Now, they don't say where you spend the less on, but I think we can take a stab. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so there you are. Honestly. And, um, no, no new trench coat for you, Gavin. No. <laughs> don't take those fashion ships from the, um, no, the princess. I'm heading down to Henry Bucks as soon as I get out of here to buy a few things. Right. But anyway, um, Qantas is delivered a rebuke. This is banks hindering tax cut. Qantas, this is an age headline last week. Qantas has delivered a rebuke of Australia's big banks, warning they have become a distraction to the Turnbull government's increasingly troubled $35.6 billion plan to cut company taxes. Now, that's pretty incredible given Qantas hasn't paid taxes for 10 years. Yeah, but they pay it when they should. Uh, when they should. And they feel they may have to pay some this year, so obviously they're starting to worry. Um, but anyway, I thought it was interesting. That, oh, and Jennifer has a quote there as well. But we so hang on, course, why, why hasn't Qantas paid tax for 10 years? You'll have oh, because they've, they've claimed they've had, they've had all these losses, losses they yeah. claim. So, right, of course. Yeah, so yeah, if you had yeah. huge losses, you can offset it yeah. against course, future course. profits and so you don't end up paying any tax even though you've been in profit for quite a few mm. years. Yeah. And, of course, yeah. Alan Joyce has been getting massive... Um, Massive bonuses as the boss of boss of Qantas in the last couple of years. Yes, that's right. But they, we pay the tax we are legally entitled to pay. They, um, yeah, that's good, their line. line. That's their it? line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> both nothing in both ways. I think. Um, now this is another headline. We don't need to read on. But um, again, yesterday's paper um, put customers before profits. Says Turnbull. So that should fix things up, shouldn't it? <laughs> I think you'll probably be run, run out of town on a rail for saying anything so radical. Well, put custom. Well, I would have thought they'll all listen and say, "Yes, we will." Yes, we <laughs> will. And shake hands. Oh, that's it. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon the, the. I reckon it's all, it's all over fixed. now. It's yeah, all and, the, and then the bloke who got sacked, the corporate lawyer who got sacked from AMP on um, yeah, Monday. It's a good headline, isn't it? Yeah, he said, "I did no wrong, sacked lawyer." Well, no, he did no wrong. All I did was change a few things <laughs> in the document that was supposed to be independent. Well, I did nothing. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> anyway, he did no wrong. He says, um, which I thought was pretty good. And the other bloke last week, the, the bloke who collapsed and had well, to be carried out. Wrong in that report, we can assume that all previous <laughs> independent right. reports <laughs> were not independent. Have been fiddled with extensively <laughs> right. by the uh... yeah, yeah, that's right. Although mm. they're all independent, like the ones we get at um, environmental studies into roads and things, John. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Well, you should have you should have heard um, our premier this morning saying that the the treasury officials guide the budget, you know, and there's no there's no fiddling goes on there. We just take the take the advice of treasury. That's what, of course yeah. they do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope the treasury gets their orders. Um, now, the bloke who collapsed in the box last week and had to be carried out, oh, yes. um, Terry McMaster, he runs a mob called Dover Financial, yes. and it's it's um, it's it's customer whatever it was called, customer uh, something or other document, um, client protection policy, that's what it's called, client protection policy, and council assisting put that it, you know, it was Orwellian because, in fact, when you read it, the client protection policy doesn't protect the client, it protects the company. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. And he, he had to admit that, but he said they've changed their practice. I didn't know say when, but I suspect about the day before he went in the box. <laughs> um, yep. They would have written a new policy. Yep, yep. And, and a bit like Turnbull telling them to put um, customers before profits, this one, I think, will have business absolutely shaking in its boots. Christina Keneally, I'd forgotten she'd gone into the Senate, but anyway, it's the ex-New South Wales Premier. Yep. And the headline in, in Friday's Fin Review, Keneally leads Labor assault on business. Wouldn't that have business shaking in its boots? Yeah, especially from New South Wales New South, Labor. Yeah. That's right, New South Wales, <laughs> yeah. right, Labor. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And uh, how are we going with 20, oh, 21? I heard, heard, heard the interesting that Chris Bowen, the, um, the shadow treasurer federally, he um, was asked this morning mm-hmm. which of the big banks does he bank with. Oh, no, I bank with the credit unions. Ah. <laughs> Good man. Interesting. Yes. Hold on. I remember before yeah. the, like, uh, the bank inquiry was ha- before when it was like on the cards but they didn't want mm-hmm. to do it and everyone was upset about it. I can't remember who said it but someone said, Oh no, we can't have this inquiry because it will, you know, ruin our global reputation. Mm. Not that there's anything wrong, but you know, um, you know, it'll send the wrong message. Mm. I'm like, yeah. Well, they were right because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, a little bit crazy. out of control. I'm sure it's getting some some coverage in the Wall Street Journal, probably on the back page, but it'll be there. <laughs> That's right, and of course, um, our wonderful Kelly O'Dwyer. Uh, squeezed in her favourite campaign, which is to get um, industry union funds and hand them over to the banks mm. and the big, you know, the, mm. and they want mm. what they call independent directors, which are the bank people. Um, I wonder how she feels about that now. Um, I'm oh, sure no, she'd still no be different. no different. That's <laughs> right. It's crazy. Uh, All these people who were against it knew what was happening. Mm. It's such a Bad way to operate. Yeah, like, right. yeah. yeah. Certainly gives I us some. I don't know if they didn't necessarily know about all. You of think it. so? No, I think I think. I, I, how could you be in the industry and not be aware of the way that it operates? Well, they weren't quite in the industry. They would have been the bosses would have been talking to the police, yeah. saying, "You know, we've got all these systems in place. You know, oh, it's all fine. It's all fine." But it was the heads of banks and things that were saying, yeah. "Like, we don't need an inquiry." Right? Mm. Yeah. Mm. So they they surely know how they operate. Mm. They're, yeah. They're the ones who meet with government and tell government what the policy has to be. So uh, mm. yeah. yeah, and then mm. self regulate basically. Yeah. Like, well, like well, it's regulated because we regulate ourselves, yeah. which yeah. is a classic. Pretty much trust us. Yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it certainly makes you think twice next time they say something like that. You know, everything's fine. We don't need an investigation. Mm. Mm. So I've never thought twice before when I've heard bankers <laughs> say something that I, <laughs> I might start thinking that way now. <laughs> But on Just the other hand, on <laughs> the other end of the scale, the evil end of the scale, right. uh, the Turnbull government has attacked unions' bid for industry-wide bargaining and strike rights as policy madness 
that would cripple the economy, calling on Labor to condemn the proposal. Wow. Workplace Relations Minister Craig Laundy said the Australian Council of Trade Unions plan announced yesterday, with, which was, um, this was Friday's paper, would turn the clock back 40 years to when industrial action was more than 40 times what it is today. What a pity it isn't. Shock horror. Um, and yes. People had living wages. Labor has left the door open for the right. Labor has left the door open for the ACTU's blueprint to destroy millions of jobs and plunge Australia into industrial chaos not seen since the nineteen seventies. It it would bring oh, our ports, etc. And our old mate Eric Abetz got into the picture. Eric warned the ACTU proposal was retro dangerous and ultra socialist. Retro, I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Retro, retro, ultra socialist. Yeah. <laughs> retro, retro, dangerous and uh, ultra-socialist. Uh, anyway, this destructive embrace of socialism would send a shockwave through the economy, send a clear message to employers not to employ and see militant unions running rampant in Australia. You've said. almost got the... T- Oh, the timbre I, was, of I wasn't doing it. Did you want me to do that? Yeah, yeah do it. Yeah. yeah. And see militant unions running rampant in Australia. <laughs> yeah, Happy right. May Day, everyone. Right. Like, could yes, could the city limits tagline be ultra dangerous? <laughs> <laughs> ultra ultra retro. socialist retro, retro. dangerous? I can't hey, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. In, in quotations, Eric The call for Labor to condemn Brendan O'Connor, their employment Spokesman um, didn't condemn, but he didn't exactly endorse either, which is a bit of a pity. He did no. say he was having ongoing discussions with unions and employers and employers to ensure workers are free from exploitation, get a pay rise, and have better employment. It had actually moved things back about fifteen years, and it seems to me things weren't going too badly fifteen years ago. No, <laughs> well, the unions were bloody strong back when he's talking about, and that was mm. the point. Of course, since then, thanks to Hawke and Keating and Co, that yep. they've yep. You know, Lost even, that power, even, yep, yep. which is bloody awful. But uh, and just to finish up before we go to transport, John, oh, twenty six wow. past. We'll go there shortly. Mm. Um, Spot on, mm. yeah, beauty, impeccable um, timing. The city of Melbourne has handed um, is giving has voted to give three hundred thousand dollars toward the renovation of Trades Hall. And it was pointed out the Trades Hall was constructed. Sum. Yeah, eighteen ninety two was it was constructed and. Uh, Etc., and it was designed by the same architect, a bloke called Joseph Reed, behind the town hall, the exhibition building, and Melbourne Library. And it's mm-hmm. important we continue to support trades, horse history, and future. But this didn't stop. Evan Mulholland from the Institute of Public Affairs, um, which of course is the Institute of Very, Very Private Affairs, cropping yeah. at the mouth, um, just cropping at the mouth and describing it as outrageous, um, <laughs> and that this sort of money could, should go to this sort of cause. I'm um, sure he wouldn't oppose... Call, call it a cause, would he? It's enough to well, repaper the hallway of that building. <laughs> well, it would be, that's right. Or put a, put a couple of bricks in or something. Um, but um, I'm sure he hasn't opposed uh, the the public money going to the corporate boxes at the tennis no, he would enjoy no. in the summer or all the money now being promised to AFL clubs and uh, and mm. um, and upgrading all these sporting things the government's doing, which um, I think are money that should be going into things like public housing and public transport. Mm. Well, the IPA basically wants the complete destruction of all unions and uh, back to the masters <laughs> and um, workers. What was that law before unions, the masters and, um, masters and something... 
as an individual you weren't allowed to you weren't allowed to in any way organize with your colleagues and you had to just front up as a single solitary employee to negotiate with I think it was boss. called work choices, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was, that was <laughs> the same. It was <laughs> the same, that's right. Individual contracts. The 18th and 19th century version of that. Yeah, mm. Individual contracts. That's what they'd like to bring back. BHP can sit down with the woman who cleans the, uh, mm. the, the building and uh, negotiate on equal terms. They have mm. no problem going to their boss and asking for a raise. We do fine. We always get a raise. That's right. So why doesn't everybody else do what we do? Yeah, that's right. Mm. Well, that's what they should do. Yeah. In between writing books on why climate change is a a crock. Yeah. 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 They're an amazingly awful mob. They really are. Don't like them, John? (laughs) (laughs) Insidious, I think. Right. Let's take a break and come back and we'll talk transport. Okay, John, lots of transport this month. Since, yes. since the last program we had, we've all, the government is, the federal government's given five, we'll promise five billion to order rail linked to mm. the airport. Yep. We've had the budget yesterday, of course, here, uh, and a fair bit of spending on roads as well. And we will start. Let's look at the budget first. Well, okay, well, well I've That got, should be pretty quick, I've I would got, think. <laughs> <laughs> if we're going to, to, to look at public transport <laughs> initiatives. I've got the, the age summary. <laughs> Nothing. <here. laughs> um, which is talking about, um, oh, you know, new new services for the for the for the regional lines that are you know just about in, this, in a state of collapse, like Wyndham Vale, you know, the one out there in mm. in, um, part, in on the Geelong line. Mm-hmm. Yep, on the Geelong line, that's going to get some new services, and they're going to improve things to to Seymour and Shepparton. Shepparton, of course, is in a is one of those seats that's very marginal, mm. both held, federally and held state, by independents in both mm. um, federal and mm. state. Yeah. Yep, yep, and the uh, Liberals have been paying it quite a lot of attention, so Labor's giving it some attention as well. Improved signalling for Maribara, Ararat and Ballarat, uh, which is good. Any sign of the train going past Ararat, though? No, not, no, not, no, right. no sign of that. <laughs> yeah. However, there is um, $15 million towards some new regional trains, so they seem to be coming on in a steady, a steady flow now because the patronage mm. just keeps, you know... Spiraling upwards, growth areas. What are they getting? Yes, fifty million to improve bus services in seven suburbs: Bentley, including Bentley, Greensboro, Werribee, and Narry Warren. Um, One of those Bentley is... is a growth area. Yes, mm, yes, apparently, yeah, yeah. Mm. Where can it grow suburbs? to? Yeah. Moorabbin, Brighton, <laughs> to the sea. <Kinnan. laughs> well, look, you know, anywhere in the middle and outer suburbs always needs better bus services mm. because yeah, the bus course. services are so bad. Yeah, it's a and nobody, uh, nobody seems to be able to get it through the thick head of government of any persuasion that the bus services are so bad that only people in desperate straits would actually use them. They, they just are not good enough to be used by people who have any other choice. I use mm. buses sometimes. <laughs> You're saying I'm well. in desperate straits. <laughs> I, I love the buses. <laughs> <laughs> I do. do you really? Well, the inner suburbs... But I'm in it. Yes. You notice yeah. I did say middle and yeah. Hour, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can okay. imagine they're really different in other places, especially if you're like an hour out of the city or yeah. you need to transport for work and you have to be right. somewhere at a particular time. Yes, then you've got a bus yeah. that comes every 40 minutes. Yeah. And then that gets you to a railway station and the train mm. went five minutes ago. Exactly. And then you're uh-huh. waiting 20 minutes for the next train. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I guess because nobody uses the buses as an argument to never invest That's in them. Right. So circular. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it is circular. The one yeah. I use comes every half 
half hour, it's quite regular. Except weekends. Except when it's, when it's, 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 it's weekends when it's now yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, well, that's another, another thing that they, they, they uh, timetables can be fiddled, fiddled with all the time on buses. Mm. And they run differently at the weekend to the way they run during the week. And why that should be is really questionable because these days, most public transport is just about as busy at weekends as mm. it is during the week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and lots of people work have, on the weekends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, of course, not to mention the people who work overnight shifts. And mm-hmm. things, so they hardly get, hardly get looked after. Yeah. Mm, when the buses stop at 6pm. So, yeah, that's right. Mm. And when you've got a big city, 5 billion, sorry, 5 million they're now saying we are all getting close to, if you include the, mm-hmm. you know, outer, the outer, outer bits, it's, it's, uh, it's time to be running a big, big city public transport system and we're still not doing that mm. Mm. yeah i read um this morning that still 70 to 80% of all transit trips in melbourne are done by car mm. and private vehicle it, yep. it's shocking isn't it my god 70 yeah. to 80% that's on average and even in inner melbourne yep. like, it's 40 to 50% yep. in inner melbourne that's wow. crazy oh my yep. god yep. Yep. wow mind you this morning on um, wellington street just near here the number of bikes was amazing yeah <laughs> i was thinking i'm afraid i wasn't I'm afraid I, I'm afraid I um, thought to myself, "Gee, we're getting to the point where the road space will have to be reallocated," you know, because there are so many bikes mm. yeah. pouring pouring along. Yeah, here. that'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on, on our bike path, I, I start my journey in the on the upfield bike path, or just yeah. a bit of it to go down by the Presidents' Courts and under Royal Parade, but. Last week, one of, one of, in a recent week, there were so many bikes back from the lights at Park Street mm-hmm. that mm. most, you know, at least half of us didn't get across in terms of mm. yeah. Yeah. on the green. That bike wow. path um, needs a serious upgrade, yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. Wow, and, that's and, you, and you see them just queued up at the, like again this morning coming yeah. here, just queued up at Park Street to yeah, get across, yeah. and all those crossings to get yeah, across. Yeah. Mm. Which, yeah. is, which is encouraging. Which is great. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It is Fantastic. great. Yeah. I don't understand the bike, um, you know, they have this bike system where you're going, there's a bike path road. It's allocated with a little bike on the, on, the, on the road so you know that you can take that path. But instead of just going in a straight line on one road so that drivers know, I'm not going to take that road because it's going to be full oh. of bikes. It swerves around and and turns <laughs> corners and things, and it's like a they've done it on purpose. I understand it's called Swizzle Streets or something. I don't know. I'll investigate this further. Mm. Um, report back later. But I, it, I, in other places I've been that have really good bike infrastructure, like yeah, Portland in the states, it's more legible. Isn't you, it? you have bike highways mm. basically. Like you know that there's this one road, and obviously they have grid patterns in America yeah, in a lot of cities. Yeah. But you mm. you know there's one road that as a, as a driver you don't take, and as a cyclist uh-huh. you take it, and then mm. it keeps the bikes off all the other roads, so drivers and bikes aren't interacting. Yep. And then you have this one bike path. It well, seems to make sense to me instead of moving the yeah, road around yeah. all the time. Mm. Yeah, well, I think it's sort of like a, a little st- bit. Of, there's a little bit of that in Melbourne, but not to the yeah. degree yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, you know, I imagine course. it's like a stopgap solution where they don't actually want to reorganise the um, traffic, yeah. so mm. they just yeah. run the bike route on the small back streets. But yeah, it's mm. not very forward thinking, is it? Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. Mm. Mm. Well, yeah, well, um, okay, upgrading the suburban and regional train fleets, uh, more. More, yeah, more suburban trains and planning for new modern regional trains. Well, I think they'll have to go to some double de- big double decker trains on the regional lines. But the, but at the moment they seem wedded mm. to more of the, the velocity rail cars. Is but, that the V line? The, yeah, that's yeah. V line. Yep. Yeah. Mm. The velocity rail cars. You can put ninety comfortable seats in them per car, mm. but with, with a double decker. 
double-decker cars, they could put 150 seats in a double-decker mm. car. Are they at capacity, those lines? Or, cause yes. Oh, right. yes. So like the Geelong, route, the Geelong mm. route sometimes is standing room only. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's, in peak hour, you're very likely to stand. For people going to yeah. work. And, yeah. 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 yeah, going both ways. And, and, oh. and, the, and the Geelong line also has to cater as a suburban line for those two stations yep. in mm. Werribee, you know, um, Tynet and um, Wyndham Vale. Mm. So, they, so they get they cr- people crowd on there. Mm. And, of course, when the trains leave Southern Cross there, Crowded, full of those people as well. Yeah, right. And so that was that was an idea that was never going to work for very long, and it didn't. It only, it only, it never really worked. Mm. The trains were, were nearly cr- crowded from day one. And there yet, was a and yet that was a way to save money on the rail project and and allocate more money to roads. That happened under the Liberals. Yeah. Sneaky under the under the bench. So instead of having the metro train line go to those suburbs, mm. they have the line Correct. service them, but then the passengers that have to go further Correct. can't get on the train. Correct. Right. Correct. And so is, does, is, yeah, is there a different type of track that's that's physically needed for those kind of trains? No. No, you, okay, so you, can't kind of scheduling. Same, you can't use the same track. So they could conceivably but just run suburban trains. No, but, no, but there is the electric. The, electric, uh, the, okay. the um, suburban trains are electric and the V-Line uh, regional trains are diesel. Right. Mm. So they'd have to electrify it. Yeah, have to mm. electrify it. Yeah, yeah. To do it, but they, yeah. and they ought to, of course. And they mm. ought to, yes. yes and yes. Melton in the same boat. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah well, at least the work has started on the double tracking to Melton. But there was an item last week also. There was an item last week that the government's looking at, in fact, um, providing a very, very fast train yes. to Geelong. Now, I assume that would go the old route, would it, through Werribee? And <laughs> would it go straight? <laughs> <laughs> if it's going to be very fast and not divert? Well, perhaps... Perhaps it should just tunnel under the bay. That would be even better. <laughs> well, much better idea. <laughs> because, I, I mean... I, it's got as much hope of getting over, done. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a, it's a, it's, that was a, an Andrew's brain fart, I think. And it was similar to the sort of brain farts Bob Carr used to have in New South Wales when he was Premier over 10 years. At the approach to each um, election, he would um, promise some huge public transport um, project. And then as soon as the election was over, it would disappear away. I can't really but some of what you read about the budget doesn't sound too bad, but I noticed the PTUA, which um, you yep. used to be vice president of, mm-hmm. has said that it's still only a small proportion of what's being spent on roads in this budget. So yep. let's, we're back to that again. Two and a half times the spending on roads in the budget compared with what's being spent on public transport. Wow. But getting back to the, I mean, a really high-speed train to Geelong, it's only 80 k's, folks. So maybe... If you if you could, you could speed up the trains to two hundred kilometres an hour, but no, no faster. On and the in, current tracks, yeah. 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 And in Europe, mm. in Europe, that would would be what you'd work towards. And the track is nice and straight, mm. Um, mm. and et cetera, et cetera. And so you you could get the you could get the time for a for a train and only stopped at a few stations down to you know close to thirty thirty five minutes mm. from Geelong, it's brilliant, which would, would yeah. be brilliant. So mm. going any faster than that, I think. That you wouldn't, it wouldn't be cost effective, mm. because. So, so you're saying that the upgrades they're talking about are maybe not needed. They could just run the f- trains faster. Yeah, than yeah. yeah. It, but it would be, it would be still a major upgrade, but it wouldn't okay. be a, a heroic. Yeah. Um, mm. Start from ground zero project, and it'd be pretty damn good. Mm. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. And then you can use some of that money to maybe run some more suburban services. Well, that's services. the thing. You've mm. got to be. Care- that's why I've, I've always questioned the Melbourne Metro Tunnel, because I don't think that's even a good use of money. Mm. Um, no. <laughs> um, 
because mm. my view is there's enough capacity in the city to run more trains the way they want to run them. Oh. But anyhow, the you know the there must be half a dozen of the um, rail lines, you know, the suburban rail lines that need extensions out further into the suburbs or, you know, mm. that, that aren't getting them or they're single track and they need to be double track mm. and all sorts of things like that. Mm. And these things are still coming along in dribs and drabs, like um, Cranbourne East um, um, is now the, the fastest growing suburb in Australia. Wow. wow. And that that there's no sign of an extension of the rail line beyond Cranbourne to serve that area. Mm. Is, is there any it, provision for any of that in the budget? No, yep. that's what I mean when mm. I say no sign. <laughs> <laughs> there's um, there's um, the possibility of using an old right-of-way, the rail right-of-way, I think, has been reserved. Mm-hmm. And so nothing's happening there. Things have, have happened up on the Mernda, the Mernda line. That's now having, having a second extension there is nearly finished. But really why that line has got so much priority over a line like the Cranbourne line, I don't know. Mm. Um so some of these things don't seem to happen to, to me to happen for coherent reasons. Mm. Maybe they happen for political reasons, but I'm not even sure that mm. the political reasons are necessarily very clever. Mm. Half the time, you just don't you just don't know. It seems to be often an eye pull an idea pulled out of God knows where. Mm. So then then you move on to the well. Why haven't we got a plan? Mm. Why haven't we accepted that we have to get public transport right now that we're a very large city? So there's no uh, sort of holistic plan for public no, transport in Melbourne? Not really. <gasps> maybe in the Maybe in the drawers in the office of the PTV, <laughs> um, but we don't get to see them. Right. And I don't think they're very coherent anyhow, what they've got there. That seems a gross oversight. <laughs> I think most of the plans for Melbourne Transport are in the drawers at Vic Road. Yeah, so. I thought you'd say that, Kevin. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and the key's been lost. And that's true. Vic Roads mm. has really, really tr- had a plan from about the last 50 years. Mm. In many ways, it's managed to stick to. Builds bit by bit and then says that's, yep. that's it. Then oh, we need this extra bit now because mm. it's put congestion mm. there. That's right, yeah. And mm. Can I just say that the northeast thing that, that that's going to finish the ring road, that is extraordinary. We're talking about sixteen billion dollars. Mm. This is the one through Heidelberg, etc., mm-hmm. that goes to Greensboro. Yep. 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 I, I just I just find that um, beyond beyond belief almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyhow, mm. back to the back to what the. Okay, road road uses two billion in funding for thirteen suburban arterial roads. And, oh yes, and seven hundred million under a separate package that will continue widening the Monash Freeway from Chadston to Pakenham. <laughs> the, the Monash Freeway. Like so all the, the people that aren't taking the train from Cranbourne East right. can now drive. Wonderful. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't that the solution to all our problems when it was built, though, as, as oh, it was? Yes. Needs to be widened. It was, it? it was so wide. Go on. It was yeah, three lanes yeah. wide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be enough. To, now, now in parts it's... A couple of, about four budgets' time, they'll be widening the widening, yeah. of course. <laughs> well, they, they're doing that already. Right. And there are parts of it that, that are predicted to be as wide as 12, 14 lanes. Wow. Um, yeah, lanes. and the same thing's happening on the eastern freeway as part of the northeastern, the northeastern thing. Like yeah, and that 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 announcement about the the southeastern or the eastern freeway mm. one, that would seem it may 
obviate the ability to um, to have a rail link along there because they're probably going to take mm-hmm. land that would go for the that where you might have been yes. able to put a rail yes. to Doncaster. They'll take that land That's from right. all They'll finally knock that dreadful idea on the head that there should be a rail line to Doncaster. Yeah, well, that will be. There'll be parts of the bureaucracy will be very pleased if that finally happens because up until mm. now there has been fairly well preserved um, rail right away, at least as far as the Bulleen. Overpass, yeah, yeah. So we don't we don't know um, what the kind of political benefits of this are to to the government. Like oh, why would well, they... they think they're they think they know the political benefits that yeah. they'll get reelected. Is, is it because they think that that's what people want? Yep. Mm. yep. There's also very strong lobby groups, mm. like that well, have a, the interest of. Mm. Well, that's always at least that's always the next thing to say. Yeah. That, yeah. that really, you know, if you look at polling. People always put public transport well ahead of well ahead of wider freeways. Do they really? Always. Yeah. yeah, always. Mm. And I put education higher and all sorts of other things yeah. higher. But as as Meg says, there's there's then you've got all the lobby groups and from the big businesses. political donations. Yes, yeah. and mm. the two go hand in hand. And you've got you know you've got the trucking interests and you've got all all the commercial interests saying we always need a better road system, mm. and they you know they've never. Not, they've never said no to a, to a new road. Mm. Yeah, um, the... But I saw some figures on the, on the um, commercial traffic or on the um, present roads that carry the traffic to the northeast. That the roads that the new freeway link will, will supposedly, you know, take take the traffic off these roads. Mm-hmm. The proportion of traffic on those roads that's actually big trucks or trucks mm-hmm. is tiny now. And I don't quite see why it'd get any larger once it's once this huge project's built. And yet the argument for these huge projects is trucks. And yet the trucks form a tiny proportion mm. of the uses. And the mm. only way to pay for these things is to encourage all these people to pay tolls. Charge the commuters, yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's 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 really extraordinary. Yeah, so essentially you've got the you've got the People of Melbourne paying for the transport Correct. of the private yep. companies, trucking companies. Mm, that's yep. interesting, yep. <laughs> and that's exactly what's happening with the Melbourne Metro Tunnel. Was no, not the rail tunnel in this case. I mean mm. the Melbourne Westgate, Westgate, mm. Westgate yeah. Tunnel. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, but also it's interesting. I think we've mentioned it before, but you know, we we've always had a minister for transport in Victoria, but we haven't got one. We haven't had one with this government. We've got a, a minister for roads and a minister for public mm. transport, but you separate them now. Mm-hmm. Surely, if you're going to have a properly planned transport system, there should be one sure. one ministry that oversees yeah. the whole transport. Yeah. But yeah. they're operating independently, yeah. and, they, yeah. and it's, it comes. I think it looks that way yeah. when it comes yeah. out. Yeah. Well, another project that was announced not long ago was this weird thing about assessing a tram route to go from um, from Caulfield to um, Monash Uni. Mm. I find that a really peculiar beast. An age editorial, in fact, praised that in mean, yeah. calling for bigger, you know, more public. It's it had bold. all these ideas for Melbourne and extending yeah. lines and things. At least it was an editorial that said we need much more public transport. Yeah. But yeah. they certainly pushed that one. Because that was originally, Usedale to Monash was originally the mm. rail line. When Monash University was yep. built, um, the assumption wasn't just a few yes. years. The rail, had, the they, rail would they set aside a reserve, yeah. in fact, to run the mm-hmm. like the used the Dandenong line Correct. from Usedale across to Monash mm-hmm. as a yeah. train line, yep. which was never ever built. And then the the reserve was mm-hmm. flogged for public for housing, or not public for housing. Right. Um, 
and so it never it never ever happened. But well, and see, there, I mean, there is an argument there should be a line. Oh across yeah, there. But, yeah, it but seems to make a certain I'd, amount of sense. I'd argue that you take the same amount of money that would probably build the Caulfield to Monash tram line, which, by the way, parallels a railway line <laughs> nearly the whole way. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's paralleling the Dandenong line nearly mm. the whole way. And I, I, I might use it for two bits of um, tramway. I, one bit would be from um, uh, not Hughesdale Station. What's the station where the buses leave from for Monash from Huntingdale? Huntingdale. Yeah. I would I would build light rail from Huntingdale to Monash from the heavy rail, and then mm. that line would have the potential to keep going further along. Yeah further along that road. Well, originally it was talked about going out to the Waverley footy ground, yeah, which is further yeah. out there, but it's no longer... It's, it's only used for the training yeah. ground. Now. And there is, a, there is a, an argument to go as it go out as far as the Stud Park shopping centre. I think it's Stud, called Stud Park, you know, out along that road. What's, is mm. that Wellington Road? Uh, yes, it is, I yes, think, yes. yes. Um, I'd, I'd think uh, that I'm saying that without being absolutely yeah. certain, but <laughs> anyhow, there is, a, area there is an argument. There is an argument, for, definitely an argument for connecting... Connecting Monash to the heavy rail, one way or it's, another. It's just about how it's done, and that would be mm. better, in my view, than, than yeah. building this thing from 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 Caulfield, and then you'd have a lot of money left over, and you would be able to start looking at maybe even building a light rail connection from Oakley through Chadston to East Malvern, and then connecting on to the Alamein line, and converting the Alamein line back to light rail running to Caulfield. And if you think about all the connections you would then make uh, between rail lines and getting, get, you know, making the catchment area for, for Chadston more public transport friendly. At the moment, 17% of the people going to Chadston arrive by bus, which is the only public transport. The rest <laughs> arrive by car. Mm. It's probably the largest trip generator in the the mm. whole southeast. Mm. Monash should probably be close, Monash mm. Uni. Mm. But that that would be to me a far better use of that money mm. if you could if you could uh, do those two mm. two projects. So yeah, you would use use the rail. You would you wouldn't you wouldn't turn your back on the the heavy rail. You would still use that. Mm. And as, I think there's there's all point. sorts of um, compound benefits from connecting those massive shopping yeah. centres to. Yeah rail network, like yeah. in Box Hill. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been there. It works really well, how the train yep. station just yep. goes underneath the massive shopping centre. Yes, yes, that's always been one of yeah, the better, like better a, ones in Melbourne. It becomes Mind more you, of a community it, hub. You know? <coughs> it, it does, yes, yes. Um, but, but so that would be, that would be to me, much better use of the, the money than, than, than the running mm. the tram line along Dandenong Road from um, Caulfield to Monash. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, the trip is not going to be fast. It's quite a long way. No, and tram, yeah, trams much slower than trains, obviously mm. for long journeys, mm. particularly. So. Mm. Yeah, that's so. The uh, interesting couple of ye- couple of years ago, um, a friend of mine visited going Boxing Day lunch with the in-laws, yeah. and was heading, and it meant going on to Warrigal Road um, at a given point. It came down from the bush, um, got caught on the off ramp. Um, going on to Warrigal Road but it was the Boxing Day when the big um, sales were on at Chadston (laughs) and they spent something like two hours stuck on the ramp. In a tailback, tailback, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, terrific. It's not anywhere... I'm pretty hungry when they got to lunch. I haven't haven't been near Chadston for possibly a decade for that that reason. Mm. And um, people I know who do, do still enjoy 
chest and God knows why, know that they have to go quite early in the morning before about 9.30 if you actually don't want to be driven insane by the traffic. It's amazing yet, what we tolerate. Where we're just like, yes. oh, well, you know, I've been sitting in, I'll be in traffic for yeah, now, so I need yeah. to leave at like 7 a.m. to go and shop. It's like insane. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy that there's no right. better public transport connection. And it's also places. crazy that the people who own and make fortunes out of these sort of centres mm. aren't required to... Uh, yeah, required to provide some sort of sustainable yeah. transport options. You're right. Putting a lot of money because they... I mean, Chadston's, you know, mm. had about how many upgrade, you know, upgrades? Probably about... Ten in the last thirty years. Well, mm. they often call on government demand. The government provide yeah. the infrastructure they need. Having put the problem there, mm. they then say oh, it's up to the government to now pay mm. to mm. overcome the problem. Yeah, it's very much like the airport, the airport problem, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, well, it's getting it's going well. The well, well, the five. Yeah. I suppose the other five billion the Victorian government was supposed to uh, contribute doesn't appear in that budget, John. No. <laughs> mm. Is there any? Is there any good news in the budget, John? Oh, that was the good news. Oh. <laughs> That's right. yeah. Now for the bad news. There is. There is right. <laughs> uh, we've run out of time now. <laughs> oh, the losers were trams. Not, not, not much for new trams. Uh, um, what's, what's going on on the Hurstbridge line? They're, oh, well, there, there is a lot of improvement works going on. They're taking... Ooh. They're taking out a single-track section. Yeah, duplicating and, duplic- oh. and duplicating it at the same time. Oh. So it should make the line, as far as Eltham work, a lot better. And they're doing something to do the level crossings? Or? Yes. Oh, yes. That's mm. happening yeah, across Melbourne, yeah, isn't it? They're, they're, uh, they're trying to make them safer. Well, they're taking, they're, 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 the, the train's going mm. over, the, over the top. It will no longer be a level crossing. On the Hurstbridge line they're yes, doing that? Yes, yes. Interesting, because I was stuck at the uh, um, Fairfield station, oh, I yes, think, yes. at one time, and the barriers were down and the mm-hmm. lights were going off and flashing, and it was so long and there was no trains, because something had happened, the train had, yeah. had stopped, but mm-hmm. it was very close by, yeah. and people just started driving across. <gasps> yeah, it's so dangerous. People were walking, driving, yeah. driving yeah. around other cars yeah. on the wrong side of the road, over the tracks. I was just like, this is insane. But yeah. then it was so long, I crossed. Mm-hmm. Like I was on my bike and I was just like, yeah. I can't wait anymore. Well, yeah. you, you can assume that after a while the trains would have been warned. There are people on the track and they would be going very slowly. So. Yeah. Which, mm. which, isn't, still, which isn't really a good, good I way used to, to run things. I used to wonder how could anyone get hit at a crossing and then I was like, yes. this is how it happens. Mm. It, can, yeah. it can happen that way. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So the Hurstbridge line's getting its fair share of... Um, um, of rail over road or yeah, road right. over rail. Yeah. This isn't is the good. sky rail though, is it? Uh yeah, one section will be very similar to Skyrim. Okay, yeah. mm. right. Uh, very exciting, very track. exciting and contentious project. Mm. There, there's, a little, there's a short section, there's a single track tunnel, and that's been mm. a new tunnel's been built, built as well. So wow. That's, mm. Mm. Cool. So the, the Skyrail isn't isn't what the state government are calling it, of course. It's the <laughs> level a, crossing removal project. Oh, it's the, uh, <laughs> the Herald the same Sun term. To it. Yeah. <laughs> but I've well, I've had a look at the Skyrail completed station down on the um, Dandenong line. You know, the end result isn't too bad. And I don't think the trains really make any more noise than they oh. made, made previously. Yeah. So, well, I, well literally yeah. they don't. It's just where the noise is coming from. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, well, yeah, yes. you know what I mean. Yeah. Perception yes. is... Yes. The perception yes. Yes. we're talking yes. about. I mean, the, the people yeah. who live right next door That's are right. understandably well, very concerned. Interestingly, but... the Herald Sun has stopped frothing at the mouth about Skyrail. Remember how it was frothing at the mouth? Every day. Mm. I don't know if Kevin yeah, could have forgotten that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that, John. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> so it's interesting. I mean, if they could, if they could get the locals, you know, wound up again, they would. But they don't seem to be. No, well, they probably realise it's a real advantage. Mm. We pointed out. I mean, it, get, it opens up all that land underneath for parks and bikes exactly. and graffiti. Um, yeah, yeah. And even even <laughs> even dare we say it, modal interchange. Well, in some ways, buses oh, you can make no. it better. better yeah. Yeah. Walking, walking underneath, you're actually you know uh, undercover, and then you can go up a escalator yeah. to, a, to a platform. Mm. I think it's Ooh. very exciting. Very it's a great fancy. space. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. heaps of places have elevated rail lines. Mm. Yes, so, yeah. Yeah. even and, in Melbourne. And the, <laughs> yeah. the people that were complaining were the people that live right next to the train yes. tracks. It's understandable that they're concerned, but what yes. about the other millions of people that live in yeah. Melbourne and are going to benefit well, from the these old, projects? Yeah. But it, it's the old, old problem. But I mm. live two doors from a railway station and you don't notice it. I mean, you, you yeah. get to the stage where you yeah. you just don't notice. Yeah, I used to live near the, the trains, um, yeah. Coburg yeah. station as well. It's kind of romantic in a way, these yeah. trains hurtling yeah, that's, past. That's right. And you walk across <laughs> the road to... Uh, Catch a train. It's pretty handy. Very um, handy. John, we're not going to have time for this today, but just no. we might more next week. But as an item in the age that there were 237 million people using the metropolitan network a year, up from 130 million, that's 100 million extra, 107 million extra, in 2000. So in 17 years, yeah. we've gone up a, that many people. And it's pointed out they're running much worse in terms of delays than 20 years ago. But we might speak yeah. more on that next well, time. That's, yeah, well, the, well, the basic problem is that if you've got to cram people on the train, the station stops get longer and slows the whole thing down. Yep, yeah. that's one of them. And that's, yep. so it's very hard to run a train, run the trains at crowded capacity, mm. um, you know, without having some problems with reliability. Unless you run them more often. Yes. Mm. What? <laughs> Sorry, Radical that, idea. That, that out. Well, we've got the a other, good, the other We've got a good twenty minutes. And the other line. thing, of course, is that they're going to they're going to start running nine car trains on some lines. The, the busy the lines that have been deemed very very busy, but um, they should really be planning for nine car trains right across the network. Do they fit on the stations? Pl- no, they right. have to extend the stations. <laughs> oh, but, okay. You know, networks all over the world yeah. just extend their stations. It's, yeah. it's they, they seem to be very resistant to a lot of things that, that are quite obvious. Yeah. And happen quite the, normally on other, cost sky, other networks. Are the Skyrail stations being built to accommodate nine cars? Yes. Good. Ooh. Correct. Well, <laughs> there we are. Eugenia okay. approved. Time's up. Joe's, Joe's going to come bursting in a minute telling yeah. us how old we all are and yeah, carrying on. That. So we better, <laughs> <laughs> we better go. Next, no, week's, no, <laughs> next week's energy issues, and we'll be talking energy issues next week. That's why we're doing it next week because that's energy oh, issues. Yeah. Mm. But John, thank everyone for okay. doing things. Thanks. Thanks, John. Thanks, Thanks for being here, John. We've got a song by Dana Wolf, which is called Train Track. Yay! Right.